0: Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you could be here. Thanks for joining me. Hello and welcome to another live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dancefish.com. Good to have you here. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern for those that don't know where the mountains are. And I'm thrilled you could join us. We're going to talk about fish. I'm going to tell you how shipping's going, like we do every week, give you some updates of some exciting stuff that's happening here at Dance Fish. Some cool things have happened this week. And then we'll do a giveaway. We have Banded Gudgeons to give away today, which are turning into one of my favorites. Tell you all about them. And then we'll get into questions and comments. So if, if you have questions about aquarium fish, fish keeping, fish breeding, building fish rooms, the fish hobby in general, if it's freshwater... I can probably help you. And if it's plants, I probably can't. (laughs) So let's start with the shipment report. I'm thrilled to say that even with all the hot weather going on, that everything seems to be doing well, shipping wise. I'm gonna look real quick and see that people tell me that the audio is okay before I get too far into this. I forgot to do that. Um, No one's telling me it's bad. So I'm assuming the audio is fine. I'll keep an eye on that, just so I don't get too far into this. Punchy Pate says, camera looks great. Thanks, Punchy, I, I, f- I found a setting. Let me show you this, this amazingness. So I, I realized I can fix the ISO, and that will make the uh, angelic uh, glare off of my forehead go away. So like this is, uh, this is what it's usually at. No, it's actually higher. There we go. With all that glare. And if I just turn the ISO down a bit, just a sec. Then I look like a normal human being. It's not quite as angelic. So thank you. Audio is great, safe folks. Audio is good. Okay, excellent. Let's continue then. So the shipment report, all is good. Even with all the heat and things, no problems. Everything's arrived in good shape. Um, A couple of packages arrived a little warm. One was about 83 degrees. One arrived at 84, 85 degrees. That's getting a little warmer than I want. So we are going to do ice packs um, soon. It just depends on your area. I check your area's weather before I ship. but it looks like it might be time in certain areas to start putting in some some cold packs. So we're working on that, but everything's in good shape. And the, the best news is some of the fish that we were concerned about in the last shipment report have recovered. So the Hemichromis exul, that's the Turricana jewel, one of the smaller, supposedly more speed, more peaceful species of jewel cichlid um, that were concerned, the uh, the customer who bought those reshot to me today and said that they have recovered, they're doing fine. So that's good news. Also told me that the scrape that was on the side of one of those, if you remember from last week, I had wondered if it had gone in the tank and then swam real fast and hit a rock or something. That, that, that can happen when a fish is first released in a tank. Um, and they told me that no, they actually noticed the scrape in the bag before they ever released it. So somehow on my end, that happened. Um, I apologize for that. I try to be super, super careful with the fish. And, and treat them um, really gently. But sometimes my big King Kong sausage fingers uh, do something and I don't realize it. So I wonder if when I reached in, with the cichlids, I'll often reach in with my hand and cut them and actually remove them with my hand. Um, and I wonder if I did that, if I accidentally scraped them against the side of the net or something, it's it's possible. So sorry about that. I really, really try, but every now and then something happens and I don't realize it. But the good news is it's healing up. So that's all good. Um, other exciting things that are happening here is the July newsletter goes out tomorrow, tomorrow morning. So if you're signed up for the July for the dance fish newsletter, you'll get that. If you're not signed up for the newsletter and you would like to receive it, send me an email, dan at dance fish.com and I'll get you included on the mailing list. It's not an, a newsletter that's just like, come buy my stuff, come buy my stuff. Um, we do tell you when new fish arrive we there's no like hard selling mainly we're trying to add value and inform so this week michael Melier has written a very nice article on the blackberry silver dollars done a lot of research um and come up with a, a really nice informative article so that is in there there's also some newsletter exclusive content so a couple video clips that aren't you know, quite right for the main channel. And so those are in there as well. So we're trying to make it something that's that's informative and worthwhile, not just come buy my stuff. Here's all the stuff you can buy. Um I do think right now we're doing that once a month, just the first of every month. I do think that I might um I don't have time right now, but as we staff up and things calm down, I might start on the 15th of every month Doing a, a short list, just where I've gone around and looked at everything, and just take pictures and mention the things that are looking really good, like maybe it's like the top five fish of that, of that day or something. Um, but right now, it's it's all pretty much informative. So anyway, that's coming out tomorrow. We built all the air manifolds, so that's done. So all the water manifolds are built, all the air manifolds are built. We spent a a weekend and, and got all the rest of that finalized and tidied up. So yes, check that off the list because when we move into the warehouse, we basically want to have long pipes full of air and water valves we can just put up on the ceiling and plumb right in. We don't want to have to do all that work there. As soon as the warehouse is up, we want to get in and start cracking right away. So that's done. That's a weight off my back. The next big thing is um, getting all the stands, the vertical legs of the aquarium racks built, all those dado cuts cut out and all that ready. So when we move into the warehouse, we can just put in the, Horizontal, um, what would you call them? <laughs> Shelves, I guess, that the tanks sit on. Insert those, screw them in, and, and we have our racks done. So, that's that's the next big thing we have to work on. Um, Another thing we've taken some time and started doing, we're not quite finished, but we started is going through and listing some of the fish sizes. So salt and plecos now have a size. There was a customer <laughs> last week or the week before that mentioned, you know, the salt and pleco I got looks great, but he was smaller than I thought he would be. So I, I got on there and I, I listed their, their current size. Before there wasn't any size at all. Now it says, hey, these are around an inch because that's their size. So we're trying to mitigate some of those things. Um, it's going to be a while before we have correct sizing. Most of the fish right now are just, there is no sizing and there's no description. So it's going to be a little while before we can get all that content built, but it's on the list and, and we are working on it. What we did, however, is, dun, 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 let, me, let me show you this, this is very exciting to me. So this is my store on Get Gills, and if you scroll down to the very bottom, you'll notice there are no listings without pictures. So in the past, what would happen is if you had a fish listing and it didn't have a picture, it would go to the very back of your listings. Just cause we didn't want to clog up get gills with a bunch of listings that didn't have pictures on it. That's just a bad user experience. So today we finally got to the point where every listing at dancefish.com now has a picture accompanying it, which to me, Is a huge accomplishment. It has never happened before, (laughs) and I'm pretty excited. So, um, yeah. Yay. Check that off the list. Um, So that's kind of what's been going on here. There's been some more dirt moved around on the building site where we're building our, our new fish warehouse. But nothing that's like video worthy. Nothing that's like, hey, look, we're actually laying pipe or or anything like that. It's basically just scraping dirt, moving dirt around. So as as things happen that are video worthy, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on there. But I wanted to go out and give you an update, but I was like, well, it just looks like more dirt. So it didn't seem like <laughs> something really worthwhile to make a video out of. So that's what's going on there. Uh, things are going pretty good on our end. now. I want to switch to the giveaway. The, the fish we're giving away today is Morgunda Singulata, the banded gudgeon. These guys. Um, I've kind of fallen in love with them a little bit. Here's my picture of them. These are juveniles. The juveniles tend to be a little more brightly colored. What's a really good, I'd say this is a fair representation of them. So if you think of, think of a peacock gudgeon, that that is four inches and kind of stocky that's that's kind of what they're like and look at this all these little all these little eggs here looks like they spawned right on the glass i found that they're very very easy to spawn so i've had three batches since i brought them and i didn't do anything they were in a bare bottom glass tank and they just picked a spot on the glass, cleaned it off and laid the eggs. Um, so I've got about a hundred fry right now growing out. I didn't plan on doing it cause I'm too busy, but they didn't care. Um, basically <laughs> the, the dad was such a, so what happens is they spawn and then the male chases the female away and he guards the eggs until they hatch and become free swimming. So I was too busy to deal with it. Um, I removed all the other gudgeons from the tank besides the male just because he was getting a little beat up because it was a lot of work to defend his little patch of eggs from the 20 other gudgeons in the tank. So I, I removed the other fish from the tank so he'd have an easier time of it, and I left him in there. I didn't think anything would come of it. What I was going to do is let him get to the point where he was done brooding and had kind of forgot about that, let him eat up a little bit, recover from the damage from you know defending his nest so much, and then move him back with the others. So I was just gonna leave him in there to heal up basically. Well, a couple days ago, I went in to, to clear out the tank to put some new fish in and I saw all these little babies swimming around and it's been, it's probably been two weeks since his last spawn and I haven't fed the babies, I haven't done anything. I fed the, I fed the dad, I feed him like carnivore pellets and Viber bites and things. Um, so he's had some food, but I didn't put in any fry food, nothing. It looks like the whole spawn lived. They're now pretty decent sized. I just didn't realize it till a few days ago. So I've removed them. I put them in a rearing tank and now they're getting brine shrimp several times a day, but talk about an easy hardy fish. I've never had baby fish that were so darn hardy. I think they were just eating algae and little, little organisms off the, off the glass and off the sides. Cause there was a lot of algae on the, on the tank. Um, They were just eating whatever. So so they're not a difficult fish to keep or spawn or raise, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, The ones I have are about three to four inches, which is about full grown. They don't get too big. A lot of the sleeper gobies, sleeper gudgeons can get big monster size. These guys don't get too big. They eat everything. They'll eat flakes, although I tend not to feed them flakes because they're pretty messy eaters um but they'll eat them i I mostly feed pellets uh bites, um frozen brine shrimp frozen blood worms and sometimes we'll take algae wafers and kind of break them up and feed them those so they get some veggies as well there's not a food i fed them that they won't eat um maybe baby brine shrimp they're too big for that i haven't tried anything like that but frozen brine shrimp they love um really simple fish now, what I will say about them is they're a little bit ornery. So I wouldn't keep them with anything with like long flowing fins. Those will get nipped. I wouldn't keep them with anything very small. But with anything that's kind of large um, and active and maybe fast swimming, I think they'd be great. They'd go great with adult angel. I'm sorry, not angelfish. I probably wouldn't keep them with angelfish because of the long fins. They go well with adult or larger size rainbow fish. They would go great with the hill trouts. They would go great with something like, like giant Danios. Um, think of fish that are good size and, and quick. Also, the gudgeons tend to hang out towards the bottom of the aquarium. They'll go everywhere, but by and large, they hang out mostly towards the bottom of the aquarium. And so, you know, most of those other quicker swimming fish are up in the upper parts of the aquarium. So that mix I think would be fine. But don't keep them with anything that's delicate or long finned or slow feeding or anything like that. But they would be a good companion for a lot of different fish. If you're going to keep more than one, I would say either get one. I'll send you one. A nice big four, three to four inch or fully colored, all that. Um, if you were to keep a group, I would say either one or like a nice size group to spread aggression. Kind of that cichlid rule. I think applies here and also I put them in a tank with a lot of line of sight breaks and um, a lot of hardscape or plants or something to have little separate territories lots of different caves so like if, if you have 10 of them i put in 15 different caves so everyone always has one free to get to because they can be rough on each other when they're battling so I would say kind of like treat them like a cichlid in that way larger numbers to spread aggression, plenty, like more habitat than you need for everybody. So no one can't find a place if they need it. So that's the kind of attitude I think they have. Super easy to keep, a little bit ornery, um, easy to breed and raise. Like even if you're not trying, apparently, even if you don't know, apparently. So um, if you can take a fish like that and give it a good home, then that's what the giveaway is for tonight. So if that's you these aren't for everybody these aren't for every tank and and they can't be like in a small i wouldn't put one in a 10 gallon but um if you can give them a good home then to enter into win one it's just hashtag gudgeon g-u-d-g-e-o-n i know it's a little hard to to spell but uh gudgeon so if you'd like to possibly win a banded gudgeon which is Mogru- morgunda Singulata, Morgunda, I always want to say Morgunda, it's Morgunda Singulata. It's hard for me to put the G before the R there. Um, then hashtag Gudgeon and we'll draw the winner later today. And when I do draw the winner, I'll reiterate kind of their, their special needs and make sure that the winner's aware of that because sometimes people come in later and can give them a proper home. And if not, we'll just skip and go to the next person. So that's the plan i think they're awesome i've had so much fun with them um they're out and about they beg for food all the time they become buddies as soon as i start touching the lid they all go like where's the food you know that kind of relationship kind of like a wet pet type thing so i'm having a great time with them again i don't think they're for every tank but i don't think they're super difficult either i'm not saying that so all right, with that, I think that's the update. I got my sticky here with all my notes. I can tear that up, throw that away, wet my whistle, and we'll get to your questions and comments. So if you're new here, uh, the way we do that if, is – well, hang on. Let me get a drink. <laughs> then we'll talk. Ah. Mm. Uh. Mike's Aquatics and Things. Think I will not enter, know nothing about these or where you could put them. Yeah, so that's the responsible thing, Mike. I, exactly, good on you. Um, and not every fish is for every person, sure. Let's see here. So if you're new here, what we would like you to do is enter hash, and uh, not hashtag, the at symbol and Dan's fish. So it turns this bright orange color for me. If you have a question or comment for me, Um, If you'd like to interact, then that is what gets my attention as I'm scrolling through. I'm looking for these bright orange boxes, which occur when you put at Dan's fish. All right. we will get into questions and comments. First, I'd like to take a moment to thank my moderators because they do an amazing job. And uh, this this would be a big mess without them. So thanks to my moderators for being here and doing what you do. I very much appreciate it to make their job easy. I would request two things. One is, don't spam your comment or your question, right? Just leave it once. It doesn't get me to you any faster if you leave it over and over. Um, that just frustrates the moderators. So don't clog the the chat, um, just leave it once. If you realize I've scrolled past and missed it somehow, then feel free to leave it again. But I usually don't do that unless chat jumps and cuts me off or something. And the other thing is, this is a place where we're trying to give valuable feedback and share experience hopefully the caliber that people can actually use it as a starting point to take an action if they're having a problem in the tank or trying to accomplish something or have a question about a fish this isn't a place where we just regurgitate things that we read in a facebook group or that we heard about or whatever all those myths and lore that get passed on um, we try not to do that so we try to just share personal experience i would encourage you if you do have personal experience with Uh, something that someone's asking about to go ahead and correspond with them and share it. But only if you have like personal experience or your best friend, you you went to their fish room and you saw them raise the fish and you kind of know it. We're trying to avoid just regurgitating things and um, perpetuating that problem that we have in this hobby, which is just misinformation everywhere. So, so that's what we'd ask the quality of, of help we're trying to provide here is hopefully something a little more than just something we heard or read somewhere. So Pepplin Creek threw down five bucks. Peplin Creek, thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required, but it does make my wife super happy when money falls out of the computer screen. So thank you so much. It's me, says, congrats on the photos, plumbing, and the dirt scraping progress. Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't look like much, but I'm really excited when I go out there and I see like dirt being moved around. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's just dirt, but, it's, but it makes me happy. <laughs> um, it's me, I just emptied a 29 today, just saying. Yeah, I hear you. It's, like it's like a fresh canvas, right? The possibilities are endless. Um, Kes Aquatics, letting people know that if you have a question or comment for me to highlight it at the at Dan's fish, so it turns orange. Thank you, Bob, for letting folks know that. Alexandria Rodriguez, good to hear from you. Another question about the species Achaio. So this is a killifish, Epiplates, it's a species that was collected at the Achaio location probably lenses, but we don't know for sure. So we're just leaving it as a species, as the collection designation. They were doing fine, eating, courting, etc. Then suddenly two days ago, I wake up and they've got their fins clamped and won't eat. It's baffling. So the first thing to check with fins clamped is check for ammonia. Um, any sign of ammonia or nitrite, fish clamp their fins. And I don't know why exactly, but... I have a guess, and I don't think there's been any scientific papers written on this or, or, or lab tests done, but my guess is that they're trying to make their surface area as small as possible just to prevent the ammonia from invading their body as much as they can. I don't know if that's true, but that's my, that's my hot take. Um, first thing I would do is, is check ammonia and other parameters. The second thing, well, check your temperature first, right? Because that's super easy. If your temperature got really cold or really hot, Easy fix. Parameters are the next thing, though. Ammonia and nitrite. Um, I guess one other thing that can happen with surface dwelling killifish, especially, is if their cover disappears. So if you used to have some like floating plants or something to provide some surface cover and then it got removed or it sunk to the bottom or something and now they don't have any cover, then they can feel skittish and go in a corner and kind of clamp up. So that's something that could be happening. Um, another thing is there could be some kind of external parasite. Often when fish get attacked with ick or some other external parasites, they can clamp up. Not always, but it can be a sign. So I'd examine them very closely. I'm finding that taking a nice close-up picture of a fish and examining it, examining it Sorry, that way um, I can often see things that I can't see with my naked eye. So that might be worth checking out. Those are the first things that that I would look to um, with parameters being, in my experience, a very likely culprit. And by the way, that's not a dig on you as a fish keeper. I, I think sometimes take people take it personally when it's like, well, your parameters might be off. No, nah, I take good care of my fish. That's perfect. Why am I showing this? <laughs> Sorry. How long have we been on that screen? Um And it's not meant at all as a dig to the fish keeper. I have parameters that go wonky, not all the time, but every now and then it'll be like, these fish just aren't acting quite right. It happened with my Bolivian rams a few weeks ago. Um, They were doing great. And then one day one was dead and I thought, what is going on? We checked it. Guess what? There was a little ammonia spike. Who knew? Like that tank has been up and running for a long time. So, um, Things can just happen. So happens to the best of us. It's not a dig at the fish keeper, um, and it often is the culprit. So give it a check. That's my best ideas with the information I had. Alexandria looks like Swamp Thing. Throw down, thro- throw down, throw down five bucks. Thank you, Swamp Thing. Peplin Creek and Swamp Thing. If you if you had a comment, it's not letting me read it. It's just it's just saying hey five bucks. Hey five bucks. But usually it'll show the comment here if you left one. So hopefully a little later it'll show that. I'm not trying to not answer if you had a question or comment. I just can't see it. But thanks for the moolah. Always appreciated. And, and every little bit helps. We are, we are a startup here. And uh, so we're on ramen wages. So we do appreciate every bit new mexico aquatics hey little bobby my wife said tell dan that your birthday is coming up so that you could win those fish i told her that it's not (laughs) the giveaway (laughs) that's not the way the giveaway works yes um oh i guess i could mention that i had a birthday recently so that was fun too that's another fun thing that's happened recently i'm 43 now which seems unreal i tell i look at my kids and how grown up they are and i'm like oh yeah i guess i guess it's true (laughs) um alexandria rodriguez okay good ammonia is zero nitrite zero nitrates under 20 ph 7.4 kh is 11 Moderately planted sand substrate i've golden wonders in an identical tank who are great sure um the i guess check off parameters and my best ideas are the other ones i mentioned then um Kansas Aquatic says i wonder if they'd mix with my peacock gudgeon i don't know i've never tried that i don't think i don't think i'd risk it unless there was a plan b and i know you probably have a plan b uh, there's a lot of tanks over there but um i think they might be similar enough looking that they would just treat each other as con specifics and there could be some aggression that's my guess having never tried it fish tank bar and throwing down five bucks I can read this one. Upgrade from ramen to SpaghettiOs fund. (laughs) Thank you so much. Five bucks can buy quite a bit of SpaghettiOs. So, (laughs) Mike, I appreciate it. Thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated, my friend. Oh, chat. Hang on. Chat jumped on me. So let me scroll up here. Just half a second while I find where we were, because things moved on me. Deuce the noob. What are your thoughts on a desk fish tank? Yeah, I've had desk fish tanks. I love them. Thinking of a sub-five gallon, have you experimented or had any success with them? Filtered and heated, of course. Yeah, um, what, I, what I did is just a little five and a half gallon. I know that's a little larger than you want, but I think it could work the same with a three gallon or whatever. Um... I didn't have it heated, but I just had like some. What were they like? White clouds in it, you know, something small and simple, nothing fancy, just something to, you know, turn your head and watch for a couple minutes, regroup, and then get back to work. Uh, I loved them. I had another friend that had a. I think it was a two and a half gallon. Um, I forget what kind of filter he had in it, but he had a filter and all that, and he had a pair of, beta album album marginata. Um, Let me show you this, this is a cool fish. It's like a Chinoides but has a a longer white seam up the caudal fin. These guys, really pretty fish. And he had a pair of those in there that would just spawn all the time. So he could just watch his fish spawning and he removed a lot of fry from there and it worked really well. So there are a lot of fish that you can keep in small tanks. Um, I would go with small species and probably something that doesn't move a ton. So like wild type bettas are great because they don't need a ton of room. They kind of sit around and swim slowly around and look for food, but they aren't out dashing around. So as far as how to set it up, oh, there's so many options, just like any other aquarium. I would go with simple. And um, one thing I guess I would do is, since the parameters in a small tank are a little more difficult to keep steady, I would probably over filter a little bit. So instead of having like a, a sponge filter rated for, if it was a five gallon tank, instead of having a sponge filter rated for a five gallon tank, I'd probably get one rated for like a 10 gallon tank or something like that. And the five gallon ones is probably just fine, but I don't know, it just makes me feel better even if it's not actually doing anything. <laughs> Swamp so threw down another five bucks. Why can't I? Let's see if I click here. Hi. Right. No comment on my last post. Cool. Just some cute hippos <laughs> poking up to say hi. Well, hi right back to the hippos. Hippo power. The hippo always wins the race. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the new um, the Building Dance Fish episode four. You'll see a hippo race a cheetah and win. Alrighty. So uh Killer's Aquatics and Exotics is letting us know. I like how that rhymes, Bob. Killer's Aquatics and Exotics. Um, several folks have misspelled their entry. So check that you've spelled it G-U-D-G-E-O-N. If you don't know how to spell Gudgeon, Google it, it'll pop up. But that's uh that's the entrance to win some Mogunda. Yes, singulata. New Mexico Aquatics. Dan, sometimes I think about a fish that you once had, Apicalyctes flotchin. How rare are those in the hobby, little Bobby? I've never... The only time I ever see them is when I bring them in. They're super rare in the hobby. I do want to bring them in again. I think I said like three words in one sound there. I do want to bring them in again, but... They didn't really like my soft water and it turns out I I found out why it turns out that the area they're collected in is close to the ocean and actually a little salty I wouldn't call it full brackish but pretty hard water and so I'm waiting until the warehouse when I have hard water and then I'll try bringing them in again I just I liked them they did fine there was some stress though there was it took them longer to stabilize and And everything, then a lot of the other fish I brought in, and I think that's why, if they came from an environment with quite a bit of hard water and a little bit of salt, you don't need to set up a brackish water tank for them. That's not what I'm saying, but they're coming from that kind of hard, mineral-rich water. Um, Then to go straight in my soft water, it, it was just a little hard on them. So they got through it. I know how to nurse fish through that. It's just extra work and not as fun for them. So I tend to not do that. But when we get the warehouse in, I, I do plan to being, bring in more And I love their bright orange eyes. They're a neat lamp eye. Um, and I've liked them ever since I was a kid. Um, Jorgen Schiel printed a book that I grew up with that I loved called "Killifish of the Old World. Um, let's see if I can find uh, what I'm talking about here. Yeah, this guy. This book here got me through my youth. And in here, there is an amazing picture of an apple click, that um, I grew up with. So that fish is near and dear to me um, for nostalgic reasons, if nothing else. And I actually tried as a teenager to bring them in and I tried a few times and every time they came in, they ended up being rice fish. And not spalachian, so it was really cool for me a few years ago when I was able to bring them in, got to see them in person for the first time, so that's why I like that fish. And, and I'll keep trying, but no, I'm like, sorry, I will try again when the warehouse is online and I have better water for them. Gold Nugget Pleco Space Tetra, how long after the expiration date on the API Freshwater Master Test Kit would you say is reliable? Dude, I've had for I've had those test kits start going bad before the expiration date. I I honestly don't have a whole lot of faith in those freshwater test kits after a few months to tell you the truth. So I don't know what to tell you exactly other than (laughs) I'll often get weird readings um, after even just a few months. So that's been my experience. Toad Tamer, would love to enter the giveaway, but my tank has some grow outs and I'll just have to get one from you some other day. Yeah, of course, I've got babies raising up right now. Um, These are from Tamika. I guess I didn't mention that. So they have a collection point. So these will be F1 from Tamika that I'm growing out right now and they'll be available in a few months. I mean, if everything goes well. (laughs) The reason I wasn't going to raise them up is because I'm just too darn busy, honestly, to do it. Uh, to do it right but they kind of forced my hand so I'm going to do my best oh there's the hippos now I can see them here they didn't show up down here but I can see them here (laughs) I love it my kids and I are having fun um, texting gifts of hippos back and forth (laughs) Joyce Brown the Bonita Tetras are beautiful yes and so unappreciated so I agree to me they're like if you took a um silver tip Tetra change it up a bit and made it a little more colorful I love them too the colors on the tails are real pretty I have six and they're great fish thanks Dan you're welcome Joyce let me see if I can show people this Let's see. Ah, the pictures just don't do it. Let's see if I can find a decent picture. Monachosia bonita. Okay. Kind of. Well this one's been color corrected they aren't they are not red on the tail like that they're like they're orange like this and i think what this picture is trying to do is show the difference between male and female the males have more of an orange tail than the fem or a reddish tail and the females is more yellowish um these aren't really showing the colors on the fins in the body but at least it's giving you an idea of the tail so this to me looks like a female right here um anyway they're a neat fish I think they're underappreciated. I, I I like silver tips a lot. They've been one of my favorites for years, but I think that the bonita is out competing the silver tips as a favorite, just because they're a little a little more colorful and uh, just a neat flavor, I guess. It's me. I traded a couple cichlids I acquired with some tanks off Craigslist for some juvenile angels. When as a pecti, could you tell me what to expect in the healing process it's eating? In my experience, usually when a fish has a damaged eye, if they're in clean water and in good conditions, almost always it'll just heal up on its own. So usually I just take care of them, put them in a clean tank with clean water and a healthy tank, basically. Maybe don't put them with a bunch of competition because they can only see out one side of their face, right? At least until they get used to living like that. But in my experience, they, they tend to heal up yeah now uh, something that can help is if it isn't healing up or it's getting worse um some salt in the water can really help five grams per liter up to eight grams per liter if you want but i usually stick with five just because i feel safer and uh you know that'll kill plants and all kinds of stuff so i wouldn't do that in a planted tank or or a tank that's So here's what can happen. Like if you have a tank that's well-established and there's a bunch of organic material in it, if you dump a bunch of salt in there, you can have a die off of a lot of microbes and a lot of plants, if you have plants in there. And that can make the water real bad, real fast. So salt's very good, but you have to use it a little bit judiciously so you don't end up with some kind of die off shock to your system. Um, But if if you need to, if the eye's getting bad and you have a, a clean tank that you can put the fish in and put salt in without killing off a bunch of organics, then, um, yeah, I think salt can really help in that situation. Mountaintop puffer keeper, (laughs) high altitude puffer keeper. So what I pictured there is like, (laughs) I have a, I have a friend in the mountains here that always goes paragliding. So I was picturing this puffer with this Parachute on his back, jumping off the mountain. Um, do you find that feeding smaller meals more often to more aggressive fish, cichlids, gudgeons, etc., reduces aggression within the colony once they get into constant feeding routine? You know, I have. You hear a lot: feed them well; they won't be aggressive. I'm honestly not sure how true that is. Um, I don't know that fish are being aggressive so much because they're competing for food as they're just competing for territory and mates and dominance. So I honestly haven't noticed that a tank of well-fed cichlids is less aggressive than a tank of cichlids that aren't fed as well. And I've, I've, I worked in a facility with literally hundreds upon hundreds, a 10,000 square foot facility just stocked with cichlids. Um, at one point in my life, I've, I've seen a lot of tanks full of cichlids. I haven't noticed that. Now, if a fish is smaller and is seen as a possible food item, then yeah, there can be like food related aggression. And, and I've even bought into that on occasion and, and probably set it at a time or two, but I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, you know, what? cause I have some cichlids here and I was like, what can I do? There's some aggression going on. Um, and I was thinking about it, and no, in all the tanks full of cichlids I've experienced over my life, fed well, they would be aggressive to each other. Fed poorly, they would be aggressive to each other, right? It, that didn't seem to be the factor. So I'm honestly not sure, mount, mountaintop puffer keeper, if that's the case or not. Maybe it is. I've never – I don't know of any test that's been done on it or something, but just anecdotally – I guess I'm questioning if that's a true thing or not. Totally could be, but anecdotally I haven't seen it in action. Now I suppose there there might be some times when a fish gets so hungry it just starts nipping at another fish because it's hoping to get some nutrition, I guess. But I'm trying to think of I mean, that might be more likely with, like, puffers that could actually take a chunk out and swallow it of a fin or something like that, but yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my thought on that. Just off the cuff, again, nothing proven or anything, just, just thinking back to what I've seen over the years. Deuce the Noob throwing down five bucks. Thank you, Deuce the Noob. I appreciate it. This is a lot of super chats tonight, folks. Thank you so much for throwing down. Um, I can't read your comment yet, Deuce the Noob, so hopefully later it'll show up and I'll be able to respond to what you're asking. Sometimes it just literally doesn't show up, and I have to get to another, find it in the chat before I can respond to it. Phil so, Tamer would like to keep an African knife fish with African red-eye tetra, but I'm worried about how big the mouth on the knife fish. What would be the minimum size fish to avoid being eaten? So that's a good question. Um, I think the African red-eye is right on the cusp. I don't think I would risk it personally. Um, They're they're a longer, slender tetra, the African red-eye tetra. They're awesome, but I would look for something that's deeper bodied. So I'd probably look for something that's at least like three times as deep bodied as the mouth of the knife fish opens just so it's not seen as a prey item. Something like that is what I would eyeball when I'm trying to pick that tank mate. So um, they might be perfectly fine with African red-eyed tetras, but just that long slender shape of the red-eyed tetra worries me a little bit. Um, Could someone chime in here though? If you've, what kind of tank mates have you kept with African knife fish? Um, Can you give Toe Tamer any any specific ideas? Like, I think Brycinus longipinnis would probably be okay because they're pretty beefy fish. Um, yeah, there, there's some out there. I'm trying to think of African ones besides like a Congo tetra, and there definitely are some out there. But I'm so bad with the names of the African tetras; I'm I'm having trouble identifying them. But there's a few that get two, three inches and are, are pretty round shaped. instead of kind of the long, easy to swallow torpedo. It's me says, thanks, hey, you're welcome. Hope it's helpful. At least get you started down a a path that will be helpful. Rockin' Fish, hey, good to see you. Did you find out the adult size of the black bar silver dollars that we talked about last week? Yes, I watched that video from Ohio Fish Rescue um, and I mean, they've got them that are at least 15 inches plus. So obviously that's how big they can get. You can't, it's hard to refute video evidence when they're holding the fish up to the tape measure. Right. So, yeah, Um, I actually reached out to the person that raised that issue in the live stream. Was it Coffee Joe last week? I sent an email and said, hey, thanks for calling me out on that, because um, I actually appreciate it when people reach out and correct me if I'm spreading misinformation. We're trying not to be that channel. We're trying not to be a source that is unreliable. So um, yeah, looks like they can get a lot bigger. Now, one thing that they did say in that video is Ohio fish rescue has had those fish for 15 years and they didn't know how old they were when they got them. So they estimated that they were 20 years or older if I'm remembering right in the video. So it does appear that they can get 15, 16 inches. what's unclear is exactly how long it takes for them to get there but yeah better have a nice big tank before you get some and i'm real sorry to everyone that you know for a long time there i thought here's what happened for those that missed it is there's a source online i go to for a lot of information because it's usually really good it's called seriously fish i would highly recommend it um really good one of the most reliable sources i've found that and fish base and a couple other itis there's a few um and that had the size of the silver dollar listed as 4.5 inches and so i was like oh that's great they're a nice small colorful silver dollar that'll be awesome so i ordered a bunch in and that's how i listed them at first and then last week it came to my attention there's a Uh, Someone in the chat, I believe it was Coffee Joe, who's like a silver dollar fanatic. That's like what they geek out on, right? And they reached out and they're like, "Ah, that's not the right size. And they sent me a video that showed everything. So I was way off base. They do get big. So thanks for correcting me. And sorry to anyone that um, took the misinformation to heart and acted on it before I was corrected. I, I never mean to do that, but sometimes it happens. Deuce the Noob, now you can read it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's funny. So Deuce knows exactly what's happening. So I got this Deuce the Noob super chat down here, right? It showed up down here a while ago. This is as far down as, as YouTube will let me go. So I couldn't read it, couldn't see the comment. (laughs) deuce knew that would happen so he knew i would eventually get to it and made a whole joke out of it now you can read it oh that's funny (laughs) i like your sense of humor thank you thanks for being here thanks for being you that was hilarious (laughs) um one moment while i wet my whistle here hmm Alrighty. So yeah, folks, if I ever give misinformation, please do reach out and correct me. Do it live. I don't care. Like I i, I'm, I have no claims to knowing everything for sure. I'm learning all the time. Um, I would just ask that if you do, that you have something to back it up. So that's how we operate here. And that video definitely backed up what I, I believe is Coffee Joe was saying. Jack Furness, how often do you get tetraodon bailei? I don't think I've ever got tetraodon bailei in. Um, let's look at this one. Oh, the hairy puffer. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't usually bring in the, the sit and wait puffers, um, the kind of predatory piscobore puffers, very often. Um, I like them. The issue is that they're pretty aggressive to each other. And if I bring in a group of 15, then basically I have to give up one per tank or divide a tank two per tank. So I'm dedicating a lot of space to some puffers and just the on the business side, it doesn't make sense because in that same space, I could stock a lot of other fish that have a lot higher uh, resale value together in aggregate than a single puffer would have. So often it doesn't make sense to do that. Um, One day I'd like to have a setup where I can have appropriately sized smaller tanks. So it's not like I'm dedicating a 75 gallon or 40 gallon or something, but I have an appropriately sized smaller tank where I could do more of that because I do love those fish. But um, right now I have no plans to bring any in, I'm sorry. Wait a moment. I think I reached the bottom of the chat. Holy cow. I think I did. I think we're getting there. This might actually happen. The fishy mailman. Hey, good to see you. No experience with the African knife fish, but the what Havari? Gymnotus Havari. Is that the, um, that awesome, like banded knife fish? Let's take a look at this. Oh, whoops, I can't do it there. Hang on, I'm getting there. Yeah, check this beauty out. Man, isn't that something? Whew, tiger knife fish, that's the one. Oh, that's a pretty, pretty fish. Like, look at this thing. Oh, that's that's a different species same genus but either way i mean look at these (laughs) they're awesome oh man one day one day um so he's got one of those and he's eating some adult endlers some snails south american knives are not very safe fish right yep oh wait deuce the noob you literally read the second one and forgot about the first one that the second one won't let you see oh man yeah sometimes I'm really good at my job. Um, <laughs> let me see here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So it's even better. Seduce so threw down a second super chat to bump this one up high enough that I could see it. Let me show you this right here. And I didn't even realize that. Okay. Now I, thank you. Now I see it. <laughs> okay. Now I can do it. Just the sort of super thrill response i was hoping for dan i was thinking maybe shrimp or snails a few small swimmers rice fish or green neons rice fish for sure and you wouldn't even have to heat the tank if it's a small desk tank with a few rice fish um green neons i think would be fine too um shrimp yeah yeah i think all that sounds i think you're on the right track sure all those i think would be just fine I mean, depending on the tank, if it's a half gallon, right? Then that precludes pretty much most fish, but you might be able to do some snails and stuff. So sub five, I'm imagining like a three gallon tank, something like that. (laughs) It was a better joke than I realized. Oh man. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try to say this. Forest Kendall, or is it Kui Kendall? I can go with Kui Kendall. When will you be listing the Celestial Pearl Daniels? Oh, i be- did I not? They are fat and sassy and ready to go. So if I didn't, then I will do that right now. Let's see here. I was just looking at them today and I was like, man, I should make a video of these right now because they're so fat and awesome looking. Um, I I can't, I don't have time, but. Oh, I apologize. I thought those were listed. Let's see here. Um, They're about half an inch, these guys. See, we're trying to do sizes. Give or take a bit, some are a little less. Yes, all this is correct, shipping is correct. So we'll update that, post that, and now it'll be right at the tippy top and easy for you to find. So if you go to get gills, you can go browse all products, it'll be the first one you see. So they're available. Thanks for asking. I, I This whole time I thought, I thought I listed them a while ago, so. Apparently, <laughs> did I mention sometimes I'm not great at my job, Deuce the noob? That's why we're here because you're that good at your job. That's right. My entire strategy is surround myself with smart people because <laughs> there's days I ain't got it. <laughs> right, Jonathan. <gentlemen? laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> and I'll tell you it was cancer training oh, it was Cancer Train, not Coffee Joe. Sorry, it was Cancer Train, thank you, Jonathan, <laughs> that, w- that brought up the silver dollar size issue. So, thank you, Cancer Train, and sorry I confused you with Coffee Joe. Alex Repko, hey, Dan, thank you for working with me on my upcoming order. Oh, absolutely, and back at you. Any tips on breeding chili rasbora? I have them currently in a 20 gallon bare bottom with Java moss. Thank you. So, The people that I've talked to that have bred and raised chili rasboras basically set up a nice planted tank, let everything go for a while, put in their colony of of breeders, let them go for a while. And then after a few months or so, took out the breeders and just waited for the fry to appear. It was kind of that natural method. So that's everyone I know that's successfully done it and raised them has done it that way. Now, I only know a few people that have done it. I would imagine that there's a higher production way to do it. But they're more of a continuous spawner, so they're going to lay a few eggs a day. It's a little difficult to get large batches of them like you could from, uh, I don't know, like a Danio or something like that. So uh, that's the way I'd recommend. That way when the the fry hatch, there's a lot of stuff for them to eat because they're in a well-established system. And you can supplement that with some green water or infusoria or rotifers, paramecium, that kind of live stuff. They're going to need tiny live food to start to do well. So that's my thoughts. I would I'd keep it easy. Just remove the parents, see some fry hatch and go that way. All righty. And good to hear from you, Alex. 20-gallon bare bottom of java moss. Yeah, if there's a lot of java moss in there, um, that's probably a good start. You probably don't need gravel if you've got a a bunch of java moss down there. Skipper's Aquariums. Oh, wait, someone's putting a front. Wait, Mike's Aquatics and Things Wrong Cheeks. Uh, I came in too late in that conversation to know (laughs) what we're talking about. Skipper's Aquariums update the blue acara and african butterfly fish are doing great thank you very much i'm glad to hear it that's great man both those species have been just very good to me they're pretty awesome in fact these guys spawned again last week but i ain't got no more room for more <laughs> electric blue acara babies so i uh i let them become snacks sadly Forrest kai kendall okay thank you Forrest. Forrest kai kendall forgive me if i forget that in the future deuce the noob you definitely already had the cpds listed i did oh shoot did they sell okay hang on i gotta check something did i just list them again and oversell them maybe i sold out and didn't realize it hang on i gotta check something no i think we're okay I think we're good. Juice the new. So now I'm wondering, okay, I just got to check some people. I just want to make sure that they didn't sell out sometime in the last little while. I didn't realize it. And then I just listed them again and they aren't actually available. Nope, they're available. Let me keep going here just for a sec. Um, Celestial... Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're fine. 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 Nothing to see here. All good. Okay. Everything's good. They're available and they're actually for real available and in stock and not oversold. It looks like <laughs> fluffy boy. How easy are archer fish to keep? Not interested in keeping them now, but possibly someday. Also, what are your thoughts on glowfish? So in my experience, archer fish are extremely hardy and very easy to keep once they've recovered from import i can't stress this enough um if you can get them through the recovery process and and they stabilize they're rock solid that's been my experience so to me they're they're an awesome fish um just don't get any like fresh imports make sure you see them eating make sure um, they have some good body weight on them and make sure they didn't arrive last week would be my advice now as far as what are your thoughts on glowfish um i don't i have i have no problem with glowfish i'm not personally a fan um there's very few fish that i like just personal taste and, and not at all the way anyone else has to think or feel about this, but there's very few fish where I like the Morph better than the natural fish, like take your pistos. My favorite pistos, like a McMaster is just the wild type McMaster Now I'm selling, um, what, uh, Fire Reds or whatever, um, one of the Morphs right now, because they're more popular, they're going to sell better. I like a wild type cockatoides better than like a triple red or something like that but that doesn't mean that that's right it's just a personal taste thing so same with glowfish i I generally like other fish better now that being said glowfish are pretty man those bright glowing fish they, they catch your attention um people tend to like them so i don't personally have any beef with them um if you like them great if you don't like them great i i don't that's not a hill I'm going to die on basically. But for me personally, I don't have a problem with them. I, as a guy that came up as a hobbyist and basically as a breeder hobbyist, that's what I liked doing was breeding and raising fish. That's my background. That's my, like my, my real passion. As that, they kind of bother me because I'm not allowed to breed them, raise them and sell them. Um, Cause there's a patent on that fish. But so that irks me a little bit just that I can't like I've never before encountered a fish. I couldn't breed, raise and sell. Right. That's weird. So I have a little my brain has trouble registering that just because that's my background. Um, but I don't feel strongly about them one way or another. They're, they're not something that I have. Yeah, they're not my cup of tea, but I'm not like against them. Basically, when I start feeling like a fish shouldn't exist, a man-made fish is when I feel like the fish's quality of life is poor. Take for example uh, some of the betta um, varieties that have fins that are just so long and massive that they literally can't swim. To me that's a problem because that affects the quality of life of the fish. Um, and there's other examples, uh, extreme morphology changes that, that might well keep the fish from living a full happy life. So that's where I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I like that. Glowfish, I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think that being a bright glowing color gives the fish a bad quality of life whatsoever. So that's that's the kind of thing I look for when I think about fish that I'm like, hmm. All right, Toad Tamer, I love the tiger knife. Another reason I ask is because I'm also thinking of adding some platinum green tiger barbs. I feel like no one is breeding that particular strain, and I want to try I say go for it. I mean, tiger barbs are awesome to breed and raise. It's a fun experience. They're neat fish. They're, any fish that is so hardy and colorful and easy to keep and breed and raise that it becomes super common in the hobby and gets underappreciated. The reason it's underappreciated is, is because it's awesome it's hardy it's beautiful it's easy to breed and easy to raise Now, tiger barbs can be a bit nippy we all know that but as long as they're with the right tank mates they're fine and in groups they're great if you keep groups of them together they're a lot less aggressive to other tank mates so yeah platinum green tiger barbs go for it cancer train would what okay hang on what would chili rasbora fry eat paramecium and infusoria. yeah Rotifers, paramecium, infusoria, green water, that kind of thing. Um, I would, again, I would refer someone looking at how to raise teeny tiny egg scatterer fry to Mark's Aquatics YouTube channel. Um, he goes through the breeding and rearing process for lots of those different species. And in a few of those videos, he goes over how he cultures infusoria. And I think his method is simple, reliable, and any hobbyist with a jar and some vegetables can can do it so i'd refer you to his channel for an in-depth kind of how he creates infusoria cultures but you could also culture pure paramecium or rotifers and things like that as well just the new the product number is the same oh shoot hang on do i have celestial pearl danio in there twice can you take a minute and check and see if I'm hanging. I've got my producer on it. (laughs) Did I list celestial Pearl Daniels twice? I'm just checking here that I didn't list them and then have a second listing. I didn't realize and list them again. No, we're good. Only one listing. Only 25 available on the whole website for DanceFish. I think we're good. <laughs> but thank you, Deuce the Noob. Oh, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. So I think what Deuce the Noob, <laughs> What are the odds that I actually see what Deuce the Noob is saying? From what I think you're saying, before we had a different batch of Celestial Pearl Daniels, we sold them, they have the same product number. Now we released a new batch. Uh, I think that's what's going on, yeah. But for a second there, I was like, man, did I just oversell them? I hate it when I do that. If only fish were wrenches, like if they were hardware, <laughs> like hardware doesn't like jump out of a tank. It doesn't swim around. So it's hard to count. If you have a hundred wrenches, one or two are not going to die on you. <laughs> like, it's a lot easier to keep that inventory <laughs> accurate. Preston John, at Dan's Fish, if you would like to give away more peacock gudgeons, my entire breeding colony is available for local pickup. I need their tank for puffers. I'll catch them sent from an iPhone. Good little iPhone commercial there. Sure. Um, Preston, are you saying that we could do that tonight like as an add-on giveaway or would you like to do that like as next week's giveaway? Um, Would you just shoot me an email and I'll check that in a few minutes so I have some clarification on what you're thinking. But either way is good for me. If you want to add on today, great. If you want to do something next week or whatever, great. Um, a breeding colony peacock gudgeons That's pretty awesome. Oh, this is interesting. Orange cones is talking to Alex saying, I did find that they ate their fry. They didn't eat their fry much if they were well-fed. With lots of floating plants the fry hung out on the surface among the plants just be careful with siphoning the water near the surface okay cool that is good to know cancer train does jonathan have a background in fish yes i mean he grew up with me (laughs) he hung out in the fish room a lot um his main background is he's a software engineer but um yeah he keeps several tanks at his house and grew up with fish um, for sure. How would you describe yourself? Hang on, let's ask. Let's ask the guy himself. Wow. Loud. <laughs> Hold on. Can you even hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can oh, hear yeah. you. There you. Are. Um, I am not like Dan, as in I don't know any scientific names. I just like fish. So I've got some cichlids. I've had some guppies and different rainbows and just i don't know a little bit of stuff but not dan was the guy who growing up would use a whole room in the house and be like mom i'm gonna move in with my brother so i can use my bedroom as a fish room (laughs) so uh, that wasn't me but that's cool (laughs) i do have fairy shrimp in my pond back home though my kids just sent me a picture so that's pretty cool anyway that's all (laughs) (laughs) there you go cancer train yeah so he's bringing up an incident growing up where um I convinced my brother another brother that we were going to share a room and move in together so my bedroom would free up so I could fill it with fish tanks (laughs) there was a lot of shady dealings going on to support this hobby (laughs) I remember that so yeah Jonathan enjoys fish and he's kept them and been exposed to them his whole life but um so, I'd say an appreciator of fish, not necessarily like an uber nerd, uh, maybe, is the way to put it, but but he knows a, a lot more than a lot of people, so. Deuce the noob, simple, instead of the L-plecos, you need to breed and create the wrench fish. That's right, there, there's a t-shirt, the wrench fish. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I mean, it would be nice if fish stayed still and you could count them and if the inventory didn't change and all that is ginger graves here hey, ginger good to see you i'm glad you could join us thanks for being here so i would like to real quick take a moment to talk about the giveaway because we are giving away a banded gudgeon um mogurnda singulata but 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 they have some special care requirements and so they're not a fish for everybody so i i would ask that you don't just be like free fish Sign me up because these need a home that can actually care for them. They're awesome fish. They're very hardy. They get about four inches, full grown. The ones I have right now are three to four inches in that range. They eat anything. They're hardy. They breed and spawn and raise their young very readily. They're not a difficult fish. The thing to know about them, though, is they're a little bit ornery. So I think of them as like cichlid light. So not like a... A horribly aggressive cichlid but if you do decide you want to get some I would get one which is what the giveaway is for or I would get a large group of them to share the aggression around the other thing is they're nippy so I wouldn't put them in with anything with long flowing fins so I wouldn't put them with angelfish or guppies with fantails or well they'll just swallow a guppy easy but um, nothing slow and timid they're amazing tank mates for rainbow fish in fact in the wild they share habitats with rainbow fish. Um, so good-sized adult rainbow fish in a group would do well in a tank with a group of cingulata. I think that would be a match made in heaven, actually. Um, hill trout, same thing. Giant danios, same thing. So anything like that where they're with fish that are, don't have long-flowing fins and are, you know, of good size, and aren't like shy and slow swimming or have long fins, but kind of fast swimmers and things like that. So if that's the kind of home you can provide for the fish, then I would encourage you to enter the giveaway, which is hashtag Gudgen, Gudgeon, G-U-D-G-E-O-N. Um, and if, if that's not the type of home that you can provide, if you don't have the right tank mates or whatever, uh, and by the way, you can keep a gudgeon by itself. It's going to be perfectly happy if you just have a spare tank and no tank mates. But um, I'd hate for you to get it, put it in with your guppy colony and then be like, what happened? All the guppies are gone or shredded or with your prize angelfish, things like that. So if you can give it a good home, feel free to enter the giveaway. And if you can't, um, you know, please <laughs> bow out so the fish doesn't go to a home that isn't prepared for it. All right. Marie Take a picture and blow it up to count them. Oh, the shrimp. Yes, that's a great idea. That's actually how I count uh, new fish when I first get them is I take the bag of fish, I put it in a bucket, I quickly snap a picture of the bucket full of fish and then I put them in the tank and later I can count the, the fish in the picture of the bucket because it's almost impossible to get an accurate count of a bag full of moving little fish, right? or even in an aquarium, you put a couple hundred fish in an aquarium, good luck counting them. That's, that's not going to happen. So Tamer, I don't know if he's here, but I think Hoon Aquatics has Singulata in with rainbows. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I think a lot of uh, rainbow fish keepers like keeping different, like purple spotted gudgeons and, and different gudgeons in with rainbows, just because it's a, it's more like they would have in their natural habitat, right? It's, it's gesturing towards the bite type aquarium thing stocking. Um, but yeah, I believe Hoon does. In fact, I can't remember. I did I? He might've got them for me. I can't remember for sure, but so for those that don't know, there's a great, um, group on Facebook called rainbow fish live where hoon and other rainbow fish geeks hang out and, um, talk all things, rainbow fish <laughs> along with their companions and what they can be keeping. And I saw that post toad tamer, um, on Rainbow Fish Live a while ago when when Hoon posted it. Orange goes, there's an app for counting. Yes, and I use it. It's called J Image, I believe is the one I use and laboratories use it for counting like blood cell counts and things like that. Um I forget who, but a while ago someone on this live stream, um Jesus, gotta be a year or so now, mentioned that and that changed my life. <laughs> so thank you again to whoever you were that mentioned J Image. And got me started on that because now I take the picture and then I use a little clicker and it counts for me. And that's how I get my my inventory counts when I first get the shipments in. So, yeah, trying to do it by hand or without an app to help you is is a, a nightmare. So it, that has changed my life michael machos machos sorry had to pull my male gbr german blue ram last week and the female died yesterday Both did a great job with the free swimmers day 16 and going strong wait did i say did i read that wrong had to pull my male gbr last week and female yesterday okay no one died both did a great job with the free swimmers day 16 and going strong awesome i'm glad it's working out for you That's great. I I remember there was some concern last week. That's, (laughs) it's like, wait, did someone die? Um, So I'm glad they're doing well. Awesome. You got them past the hard part. They're probably on the baby brine shrimp right now without any problem at all. And as long as you can keep food in front of them, they should do great. It's just a matter of time now. Cheers. Oh, Kanisha, that's so nice. Kanisha Williams, too bad you can only hit the like button once. <laughs> we're a two-like stream, Jonathan. <laughs> Look at us. Danny, Ken, good to see you. All right, we've reached the bottom of the chat. And so I think we're actually going to close down a little bit early today. Um, I I always hate when a live stream reaches the end and it's like, well, we're a two-hour live stream. It's only an hour, but by golly, we're going to make it two hours, right? I, I don't – that always tends to get a little – boring to me. So I feel like this stream has reached its natural conclusion. So with that, we're going to do the giveaway right now. This is for a Morgunda Singulata, a a big one, three to four inches, a nice big adult. I'm from Tamika. That's the collection location in Indonesia. And the winner is Andrea Hood. Andrea, you have won Oh, I should have shown this. Ah, usually I remember. You have won the giveaway. So will you chime in, say I'm here. And if you'd also leave a note that says, I understand about the requirements or something like that, just so I know you heard about that, then then I'll know that you're a little aware of how nippy they are and that there's some aggression that will have to be managed. Um, and if you don't leave that, then, then I'll tell you about it once you do chime in, just so you're aware. I don't want anyone to unknowingly win the fish and realize when they get at home, Oh, this (laughs) suckers, this is ornery, (laughs) right? That's not a good experience. So congratulations. You've got a couple of minutes to chime in and let us know you're here. And if you're not, then we'll just do the drawing for someone else. So that's where we're at now. All right. Let's see here. Punchy paints. Are you going next? Um, I like to send people on to watch punchy paints live stream after I end, but there are days when Pam doesn't do her live stream. So Punchy Paints, if you're going again, let us know. And we'll <laughs> we'll send some people your way. <laughs> Nightbot is Nightbot is quick tonight. Well, it's quick drawing, but there is a delay on the chat sometimes. So let's see. Hopefully I'm not missing it. Alright. It's been a minute 20. We've got 40 more seconds, Andrea Hood. Andrea, you have won. Come on down. Time's a ticking. 30 more seconds. All right. Let's see her. Did she? Not yet. Hasn't claimed it yet. All right. We could be drawing a second winner. Let's see. Let's see her. Hey, Gonzalez. What you doing? You up to shenanigans? <laughs> All right. We are going to draw again, folks. Just a moment. Okay, it's been two minutes, Andrea has not chimed in, so we're gonna draw someone else instead because you do have to be present to win. That's always been a thing. So now the winner is Alex Repko. Alex, that's awesome. I I happen to be preparing to send a shipment to Alex um, pretty soon here, so that'll be awesome if I can just, you know, add that to the box. So, Alex, if you're here, you have two minutes to chime in, let us know, and we'll take it from there. Man, that's easy for me if I can just add a fish to a box that's already going out. I like that. So, I really hope Alex is here. (laughs) the zen ginger hey still not me you better draw again yeah (laughs) alex is here oh thank you all right so alex i'm i'm assuming i mean you've been here the whole stream so i'm assuming you know about kind of their care requirements and that they aren't going to go with every fish well they're you have some aggression issues and all that so um we'll email after that i've already got your email and all that so um we'll take care of that All right. Well, hey, that's good news for me. That makes it super easy. Add a fish to a box. That simple. Um, Deuce the Noob, what's next week's giveaway? You know, Deuce, the way I choose the giveaways is the day of the live stream, usually the morning, I go around and I look at all the fish and I'm like, what looks really good today? And, th- and I choose one of those. So I don't know until the next day. Although, oh, wait, I do have to check my email and see what Preston John said. We might be adding some Peacock Gudgeons to this. Tonight would be great. Next week would be okay. Future would work too. Um, There's like 45 of them. Um, Okay, let's do it next week then. It, It looks like next week will be okay. So I can tell you what the giveaway will be for next week. It'll be a colony of 45 Peacock Gudgeons provided by Preston John. That's what we'll do. So, hey, for once, I do know in advance (laughs) what the giveaway will be. So, Preston, thanks in advance. That's very generous of you. I appreciate it. Okay, with that, we're going to shut this down. All right, let's see. Punchy Paints, where are you going next? Punchy Paints is going next. So, if you want more fish talk, along with some cool art, check out Punchy Paints live stream next. And um, with that, I'm going to thank my mods for doing what they do. I appreciate you guys being here every week. First, I'm going to change the screen and uh, helping this be a successful live stream. I I really appreciate it. Everyone that left us money on the table, thank you for the super chats. It's always appreciated. Um, It's never required, but every little bit helps at this stage of the company's growth. So thank you. All the questions and comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping make this a lively, fun place to be. And everyone that kind of chimed in and helped people with their questions and comments, um, gave information where I didn't have it. I appreciate that as well. Hail the Lurker Nation. And as always, those that can't be here tonight, live because your lives are busy. I get it. I hope one day you can be here live, but I understand. That's what replays are for. Anyway, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope you all have a great 4th of July if you're in the United States. And um, I will be back same bat time, same bat channel next week. And we will see you then. Thanks.